You're listening to another Mariners podcast by the fans and for the fans with news and views on the Claret and Blues. Yeah, I know one man. Have a listen. It's been a while and finally we're sat back around the table again. Hi everybody and welcome to, well, let's just say the first edition of the Mariners podcast. It's myself, Chris May, alongside me. Um, I've got none other than Ronnie Pete. And delighted to say, and really thankful um, to be able to sat to be sat round the table with um, the management, Graham Fenton, John Shaw. Thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us, gents. Our pleasure, absolutely. Gets you away from the analysis, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You've done us a favour there. <laughs> we hope everyone is safe and well out there, um, getting through things. But it's about time that we uh, we talked about the good stuff, which is football. And over the last 18 months or so, we've tried to do bits and pieces, but it's been really difficult because there hasn't been much to talk about. But now we're ready. We're just, well, hours away from what should be a very, very exciting season of football ahead. We can forget about 2019, 2020, 2020, 2021. It's now time for the 2021-22 season. <laughs> Got that out. In the pitching in Northeast Premier League, Northeast Premier League, Northern Premier League, Premier Division, and so um, we're gonna. We've got plenty to talk about. We've got pre-season to go through. We've got preparation that that we've gone through, um, recruitment, ins and outs, and, and what have you. First of all, um, Graham, um, this is your first full season as sole manager because you, you had one game as sole manager at South Shields. Yeah, at South Shields. Yeah. So obviously, I had a few years at. Um at Blythe Spartans as assistant and then had a few years at North Shields as, as sole manager and then obviously the five years um, with Lee as joint managers um, which was obviously very successful so yeah we're uh, we're obviously tasked with um, carrying on that success over the next few years and uh, and looking forward to the challenge. How are you finding things diff- without Lee at your side? Uh, obviously you've got John now and except without Lee is that yeah. been a difficult yeah, well, thing? Look, to- we, we work together for for what, 10, 11 years, including the stint at Monks Eaton, so um, it obviously takes a while to get used to, but um, it didn't take long for, for myself, John and Bri to, to develop a very good working relationship, and um, yeah, we're really enjoying um, the job so far, albeit without any competitive games, mm-hmm. so um, that's the what we're looking forward to next is competitive game stage, um, we've done all our prep work, we're, we're happy with where we are and we're, we're ready to go. John, for you, it's, uh, it's player assistant manager now so in in the, in the almost a blink of an eye you've gone from player to player and academy coach and now a player assistant manager are you enjoying it yeah it's brilliant um you know it's football's one of them games it, it, it you know they say your career goes by in a blink of an eye and, and you know it's only seven years ago i was 30 planning just starting to coach and planning retirement i suppose and and here i am seven years later uh Still playing, which is obviously I love, but uh, very fortunate that that you know my time at the club and my relationship with you know with Lee and Graham built so well. My relationship with the club built so well, and and as I came across as academy coach, um, which I thought was going to be a longer stint than it was, turned into to, to Graham offering me uh, the role next to him and Bry. So obviously I was extremely grateful for for that opportunity, but it's something that you know I've I've been working towards now and really really excited about it. And as as Graham said there, we've had. Although no competitive games, we've had a great chunk of time together. Um, like as as a team, as me, him, with Bry, and fortunately, you know, we've had the lads in quite a bit as well. So we've uh, we've put a lot of work in. We've spent a lot of time together, and it seems like we've been doing it a lot longer than we have. We, you know, <laughs> on paper, nobody really sees it because of the game lacking games. But yeah. uh, no, it's uh, it's it's brilliant. But when I came in today, um, you were sat behind computers and really um, looking quite. Quite professional there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of professional, well, Ronnie, welcome. Well, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to add to that, you know, like, what's the dynamics in the in that management group now? Because with the with the, the joint managers, you'd have, by the very different definition of the word, you'd have to be close together. Is it kind of, is there a calm one? Is there a, an angry one? Is there a good cop, bad cop going on when you have to talk to players? Or is there, is, no, how I mean, does it all look, work? I, I, People can tell 
just by watching games that John's calmer than I am, but that's, that, that's what comes with the territory when you've got ginger hair. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, no, we, we um, you know, obviously if, if John sees anything that, that's not right, he'll bring it up and obviously voice his opinion. Um, but yeah, it's just, it just works. It's, um, you know, Bri is, is a very calm head and the, and the lads will go to Bri when they need to to, to have a chat with, uh-huh. with Bri. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we try to do things as calmly as possible. Obviously, there's heated moments when things aren't going right for us. Um, but generally, we've got such a good bunch of lads that they take it on board and try their best to put it into into practice. So um, yeah, we're just uh, like I said before, we're just looking forward to to seeing all the work that we've put in um, since we were allowed to come back after after lockdown um, and seeing that all that hard work come to to fruition. One thing that. I mean, I've I've managed to be in a couple of games, but haven't been to many at all. Really, I've seen plenty of highlights, but one thing that stood out for me is the the sharpness of the lads, the look lean, sharp, yeah. and and ready. That that's I don't know how you feel, Ronnie. Yeah, I think the the added dimension is you know you've got some lads there who were part time last season, but now full time, and I gave give an example, Briggsy just. Briggsy always took a little bit more time in pre-season to get up to speed. Well, in our eyes. Anyway. In our eyes, yeah. Um, it, it always seemed like that, and he was, and he once he kind of got up to speed. But from minute one, he's been on it. He's been on it. I mean, I watched him against Blythe, and he was just he, he ran the show. Yeah, he's uh, Again, we were delighted that Robbie could carry on with the football club. Um, we obviously lost the other four lads due mm-hmm. to work commitments. Um, and we knew they were going to be difficult to replace with their experience and their qualities. Um, so that's a, a tough task in itself. But we obviously had a chat with Briggsy. He said he might possibly be able to shift things around at work to, mm-hmm. to carry on. He ultimately doesn't want to play for any other football club. Um, he wants to carry on with South Shields. And, and we were delighted that um, he has managed to shift things around and, and train in, in certain periods of the week. Um, so, yeah, in terms of general fitness, hopefully over the season, it's going to really, really help him. Um, speaking of you know the experience that we've lost, you think you know Lee Mason, Craig Baxter, Phil Turnbull, Josh Gillies, um, a lot of fans have, have been you know mentioning to us, knowing that we're going to sit around a table with you guys, that um, recruitment this summer looks to have been very much we're looking for more youthful players, or oh, that that's what it appears anyway with the the acquisitions of Will McGowan. Connor T in particular, and or Jack Bodenham, Natumba, Masanka, slightly, slightly old, older to an extent, but generally, gone for a more youthful approach. Was that a definitive approach, or is that something that's just happened by accident because of the way the market is at the moment? Well, I think John can touch on the lads who kind of who've left us because he's obviously spent a lot of time with the likes of Craig and Phil mm-hmm. and Josh Gillies. Um, and obviously love playing with Lee Mason, so yeah. John crack on with that, and then I'll touch on on the other stuff. Yeah, well, it, it was a, it was, an, it was almost like a nice moment, but a hard moment, knowing that we were going to lose those lads because they were never going to. Once you've been a professional footballer, and then you start going the other way, getting your life in order with your family, your yeah. job, and everything else. Yeah, we kind of knew that when we were going to go full time, we were going to lose those lads, and they all brought completely different qualities to the club that. Were, were brilliant for us you know Josh's ability on the ball I obviously again I knew Josh from 16 year old played with Philly and Baca for the best part of 10 years yeah. absolutely loved my time here with Mesa but as you've just touched on there the full time element of what we do those lads if anything that was like the part of their career that wasn't there now and there anymore anyway you know that extra added sharpness yeah. that speed that youthfulness um, that was that was behind them um, and they were they were ready to, to move on so it was hard losing those lads, like personally for me. And in the changing room, they were big characters. You know that was that was something we've touched on quite a lot with the squad. Was we've now they've kind of passed the mantle of being leaders to the next bunch. Obviously, I've always kind of prided myself on on being there with Julio at the beginning, and then taking over the captaincy and talking a lot on the pitch, especially from the back. Um, but I always had the added support of knowing that Backer knew his job and he would talk, and Philly Turnbull knew his job and he would talk. Mason just knew his job. It was mm-hmm. fantastic up there. Um, so with those lads leaving, the changing room automatically gets quieter because yeah. they're big characters, they're big players. Uh, and now the door's open. Um, you know, Blair Adams, great leader, great player. Uh, 
you know, now it's time for him to, to lead that. Callum Ross, you know, yeah. who's, who came in, took a while to get going, yeah. got a while to get into the team, become a, a, a regular first-team yeah. player. Yeah. Big character, big stature. Now they've got to be all leaders. So, yeah, it was hard losing those lads, but it is football. You know, we've played with thousands of players, uh, and that literally is true. You know, you might have wanted to play for 10 clubs, 12 clubs, might have played for four, five or six over 15, 20 years, but you've played with thousands of players. They do move on, you move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great to see them all out there still playing I think that's the great thing the lads that went to yeah. Dunstan the lads yeah. that, you know, yeah. Josh Gunner Blythe fantastic to see them still playing in those teams being able to stay part time um, but then the, the, the hard bit comes in in replacing and, and that's where we've you know we've spent a lot of time but uh, and we're probably not quite finished mm. Mm. so yeah again through John um, he introduced us to Andy Burgess who's now um, recruitment manager for us and he's doing a great job um, delighted with obviously who he's brought to the table so far and particularly Connor T and, and Jack Borden um, obviously the other two lads who were brought in have come through a slightly different route but, yeah. um, so we're delighted to have Andy on board, board working behind the scenes um, really good pedigree in terms of working at good level at Mansfield Town before mm. um, so yeah what, what we had to make sure of is that the players we're bringing in were highly competitive almost like starters for us or, or yeah. not guaranteed but really pushing the team to be up to the next level. Now, if we go for that experience of, uh, let's say, a Craig Baxter and a, a Phil Turnbull, and you want to bring them in at that age group without a job, mm-hmm. you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. where the problem rises. So you kind of go like, well, you know, if you're, if you're bringing in that kind of 25, it's 26 to 32 bracket that you would like to with experience at mm-hmm. National League level, maybe League Two level, um, like I say, you, you're going to have to go through the roof with wages. So we're, we're not in that position at this minute in time. We're obviously very, very competitive with, with what we pay out and um, highly thankful for, for the football club for giving us the, the budget and um, that we've got. But we also have limits within that. It's not yeah, a it it's not an open checkbook to just go out and get who you want, which sometimes at this football club you get accused of just being able to go and spend what you want. Easy, um, isn't it? Easy for others to see, isn't it? It really is, yeah. But we've we've got a budget to work with. It's like I say, it's highly competitive, and we we work to it as best we can. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've already said a couple of times we're not done yet, but we're not jumping at anybody. We're we're not gonna just go. Do you know this player's available? Um, let's go and have a punt and see how he gets on. We have to be as sure as you can in recruitment because it's never a hundred percent. You have to be as sure as you possibly can on the players that you're bringing in that they are. Um, better than what you've already got mm-hmm. basically or, or they're pushing to get those players who have, have done very very well for this football club out of the team and when we get those next two players in who are going to be highly competitive and we'll make sure as best we can that they're the right ones everyone else's levels will go up even further that's just the nature of having a competitive squad so like I say we've just got to be careful with it that the fact that we're not just going to bring any Tom Dick or Harry in just, just to say do you know what we've made another signing it's not the right thing to do it's irresponsible um, and also we already feel like we've got a competitive squad for the league yeah. so we don't need to panic about it we've, you know, we're delighted to strengthen at the back with Jack a few days ago um, which will make a real competition at the back if we play two at the back obviously one of them is going to miss out mm-hmm. if we play three at the back we know we've got three very very good defenders there um, obviously with Dom Agnew in the background as a young lad who, who just needs a little bit yeah. of um, experience to, to learn the trade but um like I said, we're in we're in a really good position at this minute in time, and just mm-hmm. let's just go steady and make sure the next two are the right ones. Yeah, I think that I mean, last year when we brought one or two in on loan um, last season, mm-hmm. um, struggled to adapt. I think to be fair to the well, men's game really, because a lot of these lads have been playing under twenty threes football, and there's one or two supporters out there who are concerned that we've lost all that experience. Will these lads that have come in be able to hack? Cloggers, for want of a better phrase, and I don't mean mean to be disrespectful to the Northern Premier League by any means. Can, some can tough I just f- slightly flip it the other way then? Can these cloggers hack the players that we've got? Absolutely, right, that's but that's but that's what we've been asked to ask you. Absolutely, Listen, this is an unanswered question, and, and we we have to recruit a certain type of player. Yeah, and um, to just because of the way we play the game, it's it would be dead easy to go. Do you know what, lads? We're going to go four four two. We're going to go very direct. We're going to get two massive lads up front. We're going to get loads of pace in the wide areas and go. And I'm not saying that's a bad, bad thing because lots of teams have been very successful with it. It's just not what we do at this football club. Yep. 
you know, we open the game up, um, we try and play through the thirds, um, and we try and play entertain what we class as entertaining football. Um, so yeah, so we, we have to go after the right type of players um, to fit into how we do things, and um, that, that's almost easier said than done. Well, like you just touched on before, if there was the if there was the giant monster who could entertain and play and run. <laughs> would he be playing in the Northern Premier League? Probably no. not. Um, no. And and again, that's that. It is a it's a balance. We've talked about it for years. I've been here a long time, and when when it was Lee and Graham, and and there was frustrating days when we may have been bullied, even with the experienced lads, mm. by the way, and things like that. We, if you have players, real players, technical players, there will be inevitably every now and again the day that when they don't play and they may get counterattacked and they may, yeah. you know, we may have been seen as a soft touch. What I would say is if you look back over the two, three, last two, three years and look at the record, it ain't very often. Even with mm-hmm. the days that we do that we have bad days or we have the, the days where big sides come and put it on us. Yeah. We've still managed to, to come out on top more often than not. Mm-hmm. I would say now, again, we've got a Nathan Lowe now for an extra couple of years. Yeah. He's developed physically, he knows the level very well. Robbie Briggs is a big boy. Callum Ross is six foot plus. Me, Dylan, uh, Jack, very well. Me and Dylan, very used to the level. Jack, big strong centre back. Um, Tumba, big strong lad. And Darius, Darius Asai has been an absolute machine this preseason regarding not just his goal. I mean, and obviously the fans have seen his goals, but from our point of view, this is probably the best of Darius physically we've seen. Um, And obviously, you put those lads in the side, surrounded by technical youth. We believe we've got a great chance. We, we were all, from, from a fan's perspective, we've always seen how strong and how good Darius could be, could but be. we were always worried about maybe he's just going to get an injury around the corner. But he looks he looks incredible. Like in, in that Just that last game against Gayshead, the way he got in there behind, uh, shrugged off that defender who was, wasn't was a small lad and put the cross in, was, it it's brilliant. He needs to get a number though, doesn't he? He keeps going up that yeah. number. Oh, that's, uh, <laughs> give that one, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, you had the blood shirt on, yeah. on Saturday. So, yeah. we, had, we had a big squad, Saturday, which is great. So a lot of the stuff we've been doing behind the scenes has been uh, injury prevention stuff, robustness yeah. training, this, that and the other, because ultimately we are going in with a smaller squad than we used to. So we've got to be mindful in, in the fact that the lads can um, hold up to the rigours of the game time and the training that we do. Um, and touch wood, it's it's kind of paying off at this moment in time, albeit without any competitive fixtures so far. Um, so yeah, that hopefully that will benefit us um, in the long term. But going back to Darius, um, mm. that was that was the thing when he came in the door. He was obviously he had been full time and then he'd gone down to part time. Yeah. And when he came in, he obviously just wasn't used to training full time again and okay. going into games. And he broke down a couple of times very very quickly. And it was just that not used to training probably mm-hmm. and, and maybe that was a little bit naivety on our point when maybe didn't treat him um, properly and we, you learn as you go mm-hmm. um, but certainly now he's been able to go a long period of time with full time training we're, we're definitely seeing the benefits at this point Just I just wanted to add to that question about kind of you know we had that debate about how do you know that how can you get them ready so the cloggers don't clog them one of the questions I've got and I've always been fascinated about is just getting an insight into the process around how you'd identify a player uh, like Conaty or like uh, Masanga, get him in, look at him, and then know that he's going to be all right to nearly be a starter. I mean, what I know you can't give a lot away, but like that, that's a difficult thing to do. How does it? How how do you kind of? Well, luckily with both lads, we had a couple of weeks with him, and and generally within that couple of weeks, you can tell if the the type of player that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously two completely different types of players in the Tumber and uh, and Connor, but um, they both showed enough in that two week period to for us to go. Do you know as the these two will do really well in our our setup, the way we play and things like that. So um, yeah, again, obviously both the lads hadn't played uh, much at all in the previous year. Tumber off in Italy, and obviously they had the, the really serious stuff with COVID across there, so we didn't get to play much. And then obviously Connor dropping out um, from Leicester 23s into Brackley. Um, and again, he didn't play lots and lots there. So um, lads who just haven't played much, like everybody else, I guess, at, at this level of football. But um, yeah, with, with that extra training time we've got now, um, Hopefully, we're just going to see more and more of their qualities as we go. John, sorry, Bonnie. John, you look sharp. 
Thanks, mate. You, you feel, uh, <laughs> you feel, you feel fitter. <laughs> you know, yeah, we've had this conversation before. Again, I use the, um, I've said this to a few people, I use the lockdown really well, the, 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 the final, like obviously not the, the initial period at the back end of a tough season. Mm. Um, and obviously the frustrations of all that. We spent the next, you know, we kind of died down. We came back. We actually had a pre-season. We started the next season. The next season got in, again, we started quite brightly, but then that got curtailed. So then we had another spell out, um, but then probably from November, December onwards, it, it, it was quite a long period, weren't it, where I was working extremely hard for sanity as well as uh, fitness. <laughs> um, and no, I really enjoyed that period. And then pre-season, up, you know, it's my 21st pre-season, I, I kind of know what's coming and it does help that we plan it together. We're now yeah. going to be in and out. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. um, <laughs> But no, I do. I feel like I've um, but look. There is a rustiness. There is a there is an element. Of, uh, even again, in my experience, going back on the pitch personally, there's a little bit of rustiness in the play and in the vision and, and certain little parts of my game, which frustrate me just as much as uh, as fence. Um, but physically, I feel in, in in a really good place. Yeah, um, you know, we just touched on it there, and we'll touch wood again while we sat around the table. Um, we've been in. Five and a half, six weeks of pre-season plus another twelve weeks prior, um, and you know no breakdowns, no injuries, no no worries too bad, and you know it's 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 good. So I'm again personally, I'm just I'm looking forward to getting going again. It's again it's that competitive games, uh, but again we've had we've done a little bit of work. We've had help from a um, an outside source S and C coach coming in and help us out, give us football specifics. Again we sat down with him and. You know what are what are the lads doing in in professional football? What do they need to stay robust, stay fit, get stronger, get leaner, not just get stronger? Because again, you can strike that wrong balance. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I take it just as serious as, as everybody else in the changing room. I want to be fitter, stronger, and and be able to go out there and play. So it's uh, no, I am. I'm enjoying myself. Good. I suppose the break is is allowed because there was there's a few players. Blair Adams springs to mind that before the the the, the lockdown. He had that groin injury, didn't he? I suppose this period of time has given um, players who have had long-term injuries, a lot niggles, longer-term niggles, a chance to kind of rehabilitate Heal. a lot better. Heal. Heal. Yeah. And, uh, obviously, it takes dis- discipline to do that, right? But yeah. Well, you're not chasing a... Yeah, well, you're, not, you're not chasing being fit for, yeah, for Saturday, for a week on yeah. Saturday, for Tuesday, yeah. for yeah. the games that are coming thick and fast when you're thoroughly needed. Because you're not chasing it, an injury that you may go during the season that's going to be 10 days we want him back in 10 days yeah. you can take 2 to 3 weeks yeah. whilst maintaining fitness in other ways in the gym mm. and all this stuff and it has benefited a, a few of the squad and like I say I personally believe I'm one of the lads that's probably benefited from a, a longer yeah, spell longer without time. that intensity day in day out of, of the games but then again the training has, has been brilliant the, the levels the intensity the standard um does it sharpens everybody back up as you've as you've seen? Yeah, I mean I've got a real concern, which not just for South Shields Football Club but for every club, that the game I've counted today there's eleven league games before the end of September, and like it, it's just balmy. I know it's to try and get games in before the winter time, but we've got that ridiculous bank holiday thing again Saturday Monday, which if it's anything like it was two years Four ago at Scarborough, yeah. when the you know. The, it's, people are going. There are going to be injuries. I spoke to Lee about this a few weeks ago, and like, if you see Scarborough, if it's a hot day, it's a dry three G pitch. Yeah. The players are already tired. They've got lots of fatigue. So one, the actual product is awful. And two, players are going to get hurt. It'll probably be red hot as well. Yeah, <laughs> more than likely. That's is, generally yeah. what happens. I, 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 I do get it though. The heat bounces off. Well, I'll, I'll tell you how bad it can get. Uh, when when I was at Blythe Spartans, we were going for. We actually had a really successful season. We were going for the league title. Um, bank holder Monday at the end of uh, was it start of May? It must have been. And um, the league made us play Friday, Saturday, Monday. Whoa. So that was Easter weekend, Friday, Saturday, Monday. Um, so again, you, you're talking about lads who played up until that point. Some of them had played 55 games that season yeah. already. Yeah. And you're making them play three games in four days. So again, it's shit it is. You know, you, you sometimes hear the interviews of the top managers in our country 
whinging about the game schedule, but we always go back to that and go, well, some of these non-league players are going above and beyond and playing that sort of level and that sort of game time. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not ideal, but we have to deal with it. And they're not going to change their mind. They're not going to change their schedule. Um, like I say, we've got um, enough in our squad to rotate a little bit yeah. here and there, which we'll have to look at, particularly when you've got two games in three days. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, it is a challenge, definitely. I suppose, because for me, I mean, the Easter one, like the Saturday, Easter Saturday, Easter Monday, generally... It won't be as hot, but August bank holiday, over the last I think I think three of the last five years it's been hot, and that's for me the big difference. That's it's asking for trouble in my view, but but um. I think it's gonna be like just on that point about games coming thick and fast. I think it's gonna be fascinating because you've got there's a few fringe players there, isn't there that that have played for the team before, like uh, Will and Sam, who will be chomping at the bit to get there. And you can tell in the. I think it's really heartening how they've played in the preseason, when when you've needed them come on, like Sam against Gates said, you know that he he changed the game when he came on, um, to have those chomping at the bit fringe players who aren't fresh from the academy because they've been able to be uh, kind of set up in the different teams, um, coming on the sub etc etc, I think having them will help that that challenge because. You could bring the more uh, experience up a little bit earlier and trust them a little bit more. So it's going to be fascinating to see how how they do. Really looking forward to that. You look you just look excited about yeah, those yeah. lads. Yeah, we are. And, and again, you know, on top of that, um, Blair Rossett has got himself yeah. in a really good position. You, you know, we we kind of set a challenge to Blair about like really treating the seriously, and we we've almost given like a two three month target to to get himself fit and he absolutely blasted it for, for uh, it was about 10-12 weeks wasn't it mm-hmm. and he just got his fitness levels through the roof um, and he's in a, in a really good position so he's another one we're excited by obviously Dom Agnew we've seen yeah. play um, last pre-season yeah. um, acquitted himself really well against York's first team um, got real ability and we just need to probably get him a little bit of experience to learn his position against senior players so he doesn't get battered around like you, you might well do yeah um, obviously Will McGowan who we talked about um, has come in obviously hasn't been through our academy but when he came in just to get some training within the academy he stood out a mile um, he's so comfortable on the ball his awareness is fantastic real real ability um, and because of what he did we just posed him the question to say well instead of going to America he's had a four year scholarship there do you want to sign for the football club and, and he jumped at the chance straight away you know, he's enjoying his training he's enjoying the environment um, and we're delighted to have Will on board. Um, so yeah, there's, there's Will Jenkins, you know, like. Well, yeah, Jen- Jenkins and Oji are two the the kind of yeah. um, two partners in crime, if you like. Because they've been all the way through the academy yeah. together, played up as a nine and ten together, um, got a really good relationship on and off the pitch. Um, fantastic characters. Just don't ask any questions. Just want to go and do exactly what you're asking them to do, which is fantastic for us. And they're like sponges that just want to absorb yeah. information all the time and, and put it into practice as best they can. So, yeah, high hopes for those two as well. So, again, like, like you say, on top of the, the fantastic kind of more senior players, that little crop, of, the small group underneath them who are yeah. we're really hoping can almost push some of the more experienced ones out of the way because if they are, it means they're doing fantastically well. Happy days. Has Sam been knocking on your door yet? Give us a game gaffer on Saturday. <laughs> I scored the winner. <laughs> Look, every, everyone, I think everyone, and that'll include all the supporters, but within our dressing room, um, we just couldn't have been happier for Sam because he's, yeah. like I say, he's done everything right and he just needed that moment um, just to, to kind of confirm that he is yeah. doing everything right, that you know he deserves to be at this level, he deserves to be knocking on the door in the first team. Mm-hmm. And the kid's a goal scorer, yeah. um, so he's he's a really good player in and around the box to, to have. Um, again, the only thing that, and again, this is really difficult with the COVID thing that's been going on. Sam would have been out getting senior experience. He just yeah. hasn't had that. He's obviously been to, to RCW for a month or a long, long time ago mm-hmm. now, but they played him right wing, and he's not a right winger. Right. He's a, a centre forward. Yeah. Um, and we'll just maybe at some point might need to get him a little bit of experience out, but that'll be dependent on the, the squad at the time. So we'll, we'll wait and see what happens there. But he's, he's got a bright future. Because yeah. you said about the size of the squad, I looked at the, the team photo, I think it was about 19, 19 players. Um, 
which I think for many clubs would be happy with a senior squad like that. My my concern is September. I think we'll get September out of the way. I think we'll we'll be all right. Um, but the the good thing um, compared to what you were kind of left to deal with last season was the is that what looks to be an incredible surface, a first cloud arena. Does make a difference. It does, and wow. Yeah, and and look, they've. Again, the club have been brilliant with with money that's needed spending on it. Um, Gary and Jack, you know, have done hours and hours and hours trying to get it right, and and they've jumped and they've bumped into other bumps in the road as well as they've gone. Mm. Um, and you know, we we've talked about me and Blair were even talking about it not long back. Like two years ago, it was the best surface. You know, probably one either as have probably played, but not like the extreme best surface, but one of the best ever we've played on. Right. Um, obviously that followed up with the problems that we ran into last year yeah. and I'm sure Gary wouldn't mind me saying it's not quite two years ago but it makes a hell of a difference compared to last season you know last season the home games started to feel a little bit like away games from mm. a surface point of view you know not that it was as bad as others it definitely played um, decent but it was starting to chop up it was starting to soften a lot earlier than it should have done yeah. um, but the work that they've put into it it's back to being a carpet again Uh it's actually hard to keep it zippy now with the water because the drainage is now that good again that the water yeah. goes on it and through it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as you've seen over the last two games, um, you know when we get the ball moving on it, we're, Absolutely. Again, the, the identities there is how shields and, and people struggle with how well we move the ball. Oh, do you know what I'm going to say? Yeah, I know what you're going to say. Marine. Yeah. <laughs> so remember Marine last, last season, they purposely warmed up on the, like, on the halfway the, line. On the halfway line with the biggest patch. Anyway, just to make it even worse to Lee went off Lee it. Was like, what's going on? Get the fuck off <laughs> <laughs> um, But you could see from the gantry when we were commenting yeah. on the you could see how tacky it was yeah, and really yeah. wet, you know, and Gary and Jack were devastated, were down in the dumps and that, but it was lovely to see. And obviously, if you look at surfaces, Morbeth have gone 4G or yeah. 3G. Buxton. Buxton. Scarborough. Scarborough. Of uh, base Baseford base already, Mickleover, a lot. So there's going to be a lot of a lot less mud. <laughs> well, I think not just that, but a lot less fixture congestion with yeah. games called uh, off. Um, you know, a lot of teams. You know, I, I know it sounds kind of pessimistic, but some teams don't want to play us on a on a Saturday. Some t- again, they want yeah, to yeah, travel yeah. on Tuesday. There's a lot of different things going into it, but there's a there's a lot of pitches out there now that will be a lot more playable at certain times of the year where you used to probably think, you know what, that's going to be tough because of the pitch, never mind the team you're playing against, the added thing. Whereas now, you know, those yeah. surfaces, they'll actually be better in the winter than they are at the start. So what you want to do is you want to, get, you want to go to the places that have got ugly yes. pitches at the start of the season yeah. when they've got at least a little bit of life in them. Um, like like yeah, like a bit of, like well, like a Witten, like a Gran- 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 Grantham. 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 Um, yeah, there's some tough pitches in that league, but... You know, at least we know now that if we're playing those sides on a wet Saturday or a wet Tuesday or whatever, that'll actually probably make the surface better, more conducive to ourselves. Yeah. Um, and again, it's great that those. I actually think it's great for those clubs, those teams, because they don't. The other thing is, actually, some of the clubs really want us there on a Saturday because we bring yeah. such fantastic support. Yeah. Um, and we've actually gone and played on pitches that should have been called off, because they really don't want to lose that Saturday right. with the South Shields fans there. Those games mm-hmm. will go ahead. Um. So yeah, so it's it's good that that people are, are putting money into their services and stuff. And I, you know, we've I had this chat actually with Gary last year probably when the pitch was starting to turn about. You know, why have we never thought about it? And Gaz is like, yeah, but we, if you get into the football league, you have to rip it up. And I'm like, it's <sighs> worth it, Gaz. It's worth yeah. ripping it up because you're suddenly a football league club. Like Harrogate have had yeah, theirs for a course, few years. Of course, they've had to tear it up. Um, I'm sure they're quite happy to, it's a good to tear problem their to pitch up. <laughs> yeah, you, you're quite happy if that's the yeah. case. Uh, but again, you know. From our point of view, there's nothing better than being on a slick grass pitch. Grass pitch, because obviously Hyde as well. There's another one Hyde. Got there's this artificial. So so the surfaces, fingers crossed, are going to be on the whole better. Um, and speaking of um, surfaces, you um, in particular places like Grantham, um, Witten. Um, I haven't checked the fixtures, but are they are they later on in the season? No, Witten's early. Witten's early. Yeah, Witten is early. Witten is early because the other yeah. one's Grantham. I mean, the last time we played there was like a hurricane, if you remember. Yeah, 
That, that should have been called off because of the wind. Yeah. The wind pitch. Uh, we just said, we enjoy when we went ahead in that game, Brownie just kicking the ball off the pitch every and laughing to himself uh, every few minutes. Uh, was that when some, did someone score from a corner that game? Yeah, Dom McKay. Josh Gilly scored from a free kick. But the other one that you said about the game that could have been coming by, remember Droylston? When we're in the yeah, na- in the northern, we couldn't believe that game was on. Yeah, that really. um, Kendall, uh, we went to Kendall, Kendall oh. on a, on a New Year's Day or a Boxing, boxing Day. Pat, boxing Pat, Day. Tried Pat, Pat tried to kick a corner, and he kicked. It literally <laughs> rolled out for a goal kick about three yards from the corner flag. Because as he went to stand, about a foot of dirt shifted up and moved the ball. That was a bad. And again, we I said I actually walked off, and I went, "You only put that on because of our fans." And he went, "Well, we, you know, Boxing yeah, Day, yeah. oh, it's a big one." Yeah, yeah. yeah. We took a lot of fans over. I think we yeah. drew one-one. Was that um, Kala's last game for the club? Uh, well, sorry, the last game and before his back injury. Potentially, yeah. I think it was. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, we, we do that. We look at the fixtures, and but you can't alter them once they're out. You know, no. once they're out, you have to play them yeah, when, absolutely. When, they're, when they're penciled in. So yeah. Yeah. there's no point getting upset about them. You just have to deal with them, and we've done it for a few yeah. years now, yeah. so it's, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. So we've talked about fitness. Everybody seems to be sharp. Um, in terms of opposition, pre-season, I think it's on pit, been good. Yeah. Steadily building up. Yeah, friendlies. I was going to ask about the friendlies. The, obviously, it would have been a little bit limited because of the COVID and things. Yeah. But it seemed like the the friendlies were building up to a crescendo with midweek games for the fringe players to to get some run out. But in the, in the the weekend games, kind of building up in quality, and I think because of the way Gateshead match ended, you kind of ended on a high as well. So yeah. it, it looked like it was like very very well planned. Is, yeah, is that the case? Like, you, you, sometimes you take the fixtures because they come available. You know, you ask, you put, you, you ask certain yeah. people, and there was certain people just let us down basically. Okay. But we were happy with the schedule. Yeah, we knew. I mean, you look at the Northern League table straight away. You know, concert are straight up there. New Cliff are straight up there. So we knew they were going to be tough games, mm-hmm. based on what they'd already done. The Northern League. We knew yeah. Mask was going to be tough. We knew Gateshead was going to be tough. We knew Blythe had really improved their yeah. score from last Absolutely. year, the last two years. Stockton won't be as much of a pushover as well. Yeah, Stockton had a a a difficult time in terms of missing six or seven of their what you class as better players. So, like I said on the interview, we weren't going to get carried away with that. We were delighted with the performance and um, and obviously the goals we scored. But um, yeah, that was that was a a a good game for us in terms of us just getting the ball moving and creating chances. And obviously, it's been good for the belief in terms of how we're playing. Um, But we have had some challenges. You know, it's not been all our own way. Although we feel like we shouldn't have been beating the Mars game, um, they caused us real problems, particularly in that first half, yeah. um, where we were a little bit all over. We got organised at, at half time. We thought we dominated the second half, mm-hmm. and, and we were just unlucky to give that goal away at the end. Um, so yeah, that was competitive. Obviously, the, this game on Saturday. But what what we are delighted with in that particular last two games has been that we have finished the strongest team, and yes. in, in both games we finished the strongest team. We looked fitter than the opposition. Um, which is which is really good for us going forward. So, again, if games are tight, we know in that last fifteen twenty minutes we should have more energy than most teams in our league. Yeah, yeah. From the from the interviews, I picked up a lot of lessons learned from the players and yourself from the Mars game, which is what preseason is all about, well, right? Sometimes uh, it's good to have a, a bad performance because you can learn from it and make it better before the season. Well, I think in that game in particular, I, I don't think it was as if Mask you know their goals I think two were blatant mistakes you know like individual yeah. errors that you, you you can get over it wasn't as if it was a we would argue all three were blatant errors uh, uh, they were mm-hmm. so it's not as if it's not as if it was a it wasn't becoming endemic in a team if we'd have come out of the game 6-3 winners or 5-3 winners nobody would have nobody would have yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know and again what we've talked about even with obviously we've just played Gateshead and there's a load of stuff that you saw us looking through on the computer yeah. and there's some hair pulling moments there's some fantastic moments um, but the goal we concede we won't concede a goal like that and look you want that to happen against Gateshead the week before the season starts yeah. you don't want that to happen in the very first game of pre-season yeah. forget about it and then it happens again yeah. and you don't want it to happen in your first game of the season and you get beaten mm. you want those kind of moments to happen as and again against your tough opponents who bring out those things you know like those Gates are the sharp, you know, they look they looked after well, well and managed Campbell well. Scored the goal, didn't he? Yeah, Adam, you know, Adam again he, he didn't have a, a that but that's the moments that Adam yeah. can have because yeah. he's he's a good technical player, he kinda of plays in yeah. his little in his 
pocket, but he's a small lad, so he can get yeah. he can get lost in the game. Mm-hmm. But then he's got that little moment. But we were sloppy. Our positioning's yeah. poor. The way we take the throwing's poor. Brilliant. It happened against Gateshead. We recovered from it. We turned into the second half. We became the better side. But we go back and go over the game. Look at the where we're falling. And again, you can you can look at the preseason schedule and go, well, they've only lost against Mask. But we can look in every one of those games and find things that we can improve on. That's the yeah. benefit of being full time now. Again, is that yeah. we can have a mini every so six days a week. We look at the game constantly as the week goes on, um, and just try and make those slight improvements. And and that's you know again that's the point of it. You know we don't get me wrong. We had a laugh and a joke with the uh, with the Gateshead chairman saying, you know we're happy that we got beat by Mask and beat you and, and beat yeah. Gateshead. We did it the right way around. Yeah, and, you know it's we didn't plan it like that. You know yeah, we didn't we didn't plan to. Like lose against Mask and think right lads now you've got to get G'd up and then we yeah. go into the season on a high but you want to go into the season on a high off beating a team like Gateshead from the league of both playing really yeah. well because you're playing them just before the season starts you give yourself an opportunity to yeah. end that season on a high especially because you're building up towards those games and the, well, the they're going to be better than you would oh, imagine yeah. pretty much every team most teams in our league yeah. Um, yeah. and they cause us a lot of problems and they'll cause a lot of teams in that league problems Yeah, but we were the stronger team for the last 30-40 minutes of the game on top of the fact that the first half was you know we had just as many chances and probably you know we know that the goal we scored was onside after looking back at it um, was that we or you? <laughs> I scored uh, oh yeah that didn't look offside it, it wasn't offside, offside no it wasn't offside. we've looked you at it my timing straight away though well I did say you know I knew my timing you know as a forward when they're onside I knew my timing was good yeah. to, to make the step but I also knew it was tight. I remember coming off and I said to Fence after, I said, I actually I actually thought I might be offside because my movement was timed. You do it, you stand you stand slightly offside with the defender. Yeah, like you the you literally, just before the ball's struck, you step yeah. back onside and then you've got to run on the defender because he can't see you. And I actually did it to, to perfection timing-wise. Yeah. <laughs> but I did feel it was tight. So I had a straight look over my shoulder. Yeah. Lionel's got his flag up. So I just kind of brushed it off and ran back. But then it's a bit more frustrating when you look at the video. It definitely. Um, like, but as I said, so even though we weren't at our best in the first half, we also feel when you look back at it, we could have easily been level chances, or in yeah. front. We had enough yeah. chances. They had chances. You know, again, we cleared one off the line. Yeah. Uh, Miles has made a save. They've, it's been an end-to-end. The second half, we've comfortably been the better team. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into the season on the back of that, you'd want the lads to be confident, really excited about the fact that what they've just done to a side like Gateshead, whilst constantly maintaining that that need for improvement in the little bits, because they are little bits now. We're ticking things. We're trying to tick yeah. things off. Little little moments that can change games. That look at last year when um, Rick Matlock that came and mm-hmm. sat in their box Absolutely and beat us one nil. Yeah. You know, little moments. Radcliffe. Yeah, and we've got yeah, to eradicate Radcliffe. the small moments. Um, that give those teams chances, and that's what yeah. we're trying, that's what we're doing. Are the play, are the players kind of receptive to the analysis as well? Do they do they like? Oh wow, yeah, you're right. Some more than others. I think that's just the nature of it, and you'll have that in every football club in in the uh, in the country, in the world. Probably some some like it, some like seeing their mistakes as well as seeing their their highlights. Um, and other players just aren't as interested. It's mm-hmm. that's yeah. it. That's just human nature. Some yeah. people are interested, some people yeah. aren't. Um, I mean, again, we don't spend absolute fortnights on it. The lads have got access to Huddle, which is the platform used to, to put the games on. So they, um, through uh, Ryan Chipperfield, he clips them so that all the lads have their own highlights. They can look at them, they can come back to us and ask questions, um, as well as doing all the team stuff that we do on the analysis and unit stuff that we do on analysis. They can ask individual questions if they're interested yeah um, so that's that's just one of those that you kind of go like it's over well, they're taking a bit more responsibility you know yet again don't want to go into names but you'll have the certain few who will come and ask question after question and for us that is brilliant because all they're trying to do is be better yeah um, some of the other ones we've got to drive a little bit more but that's that's but that's life that's, yeah, that's, that's people yeah, absolutely yeah, it is. And, and we just have to get the balance right between making sure it's not too much, too boring, too yeah. often getting the balance right yeah. between it. So. Speaking of analysis, have you had any chance to see anything of Mickelover before Saturday? Yeah, we've had a had a report done, um, and I'm again trying to speak to uh, another manager, um, just waiting for a call back. So again, we'll we'll have bits of information on them, but as we've seen time and time and time again at our football club, we'll do. Um, 
match reports on teams and they'll come to first cloud and change. Yeah. So yeah. we have to be adaptable. This is one of the reasons why um, we've done, we already know that we can play a four diamond two with um, real certainty and lads know that they're, um, the roles responsibilities. We've obviously gone and played two different systems again in pre-season where um, we know now rely on certain people to do their jobs in those um, roles. So it's uh, that adaptability is going to be very beneficial mm-hmm. to us along the season. Yeah, yeah. the, the wing back formation is perfect because you've got Jordan and Blair, um, and it gives you a plan B. Because we've always we've talked about plan Bs a lot. I remember yeah. like it used to be a uh, Harmison. Was yeah, a, was a plan B, plan C. And Sefton Gonzalez. Sefton. Yeah, yeah. But I think this one where you've got a formation that nicely fits the players, as long as you've got, if if something happens to Blair or Jordan, you've got replacements. Then well, obviously you, you with, can always with Borden, and like you can that. play a left side. Yeah. 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 So you can be, can yeah. He did yes. all right there last yeah, season. Yeah. Didn't so he? you've got more of a, a robust plan B, I suppose, than just. Uh, plan C. It's it's just having that ability to go. And, and the players have confidence in the fact yeah. that they've done it before so if mid game it's not working and you go lads change they know what to do yeah. and that's all it is for their their kind of so you're not changing to something they haven't done and the head's all over the place um, mentally they can then go back and they should be able to re, um, kind of go back to experiences of having certain games that they've played in that position and gone right this yeah. is what I need to do and that's mm-hmm. the reason we're doing it so if we do need to change they've got experience within it mm-hmm. So it's the big one Saturday, middle over. Um, put everything to one side, and it's all about the league campaign. Confident? Always, uh, always. I, I always. don't think we've ever gone into in my time here. Yeah, I don't think I've ever gone into a game thinking probably going to get probably could get beat here, yeah, and that's including yeah. Hartlepool, York, Stockport. The, the, yeah, there's some games, you know, we obviously got beat against Liverpool. Didn't think we would. Yeah. Stockport didn't think we would. And in yeah. our league, I never think we're going to get no, beat. No, I don't think we should have. Um, we should have. And, and, and I think that's yeah. there's no arrogance about that. That is that is just pure confidence in what we do and how yeah. we do it. And the lads around me and on the pitch, and then obviously the lads around us are day in day out now off the pitch. Um, now, if anything, this year is probably slightly more exciting yeah. than than, pre- than previous. Yeah. Um, you know, there has been a longer build up. There has been. Um, ingoings and outgoings, and that's that's building up for it, isn't it? So no, listen, it, it's it's just it, look playing preseason games, training day in day out. It's all fantastic. Playing for points is what this game's about, um, and that's the big thing. Is yeah. is hopefully the and I'm sure they are, and again we'll get the proper feel from over the next few days. Is the lads are ready to go chomping at the bit to, to get in and listen that's that's the one thing with the with the youth in the side as well is with that now balance you know our squad forget obviously the one person who's sat way age above everybody else <laughs> <laughs> the age of the squad is fantastic all right yeah. the, the balance of experienced lads and calmer and cooler more relaxed but the energy and enthusiasm yeah. and you know like that real energy every day is a great balance. Yeah. Um, they do bounce off each other well. They're a great core group together. They, they again, they love spending time together. So, look, if we can get all that in, as well as the work that we've done, yeah. you know, it's it's gonna be exciting. When you ask the thing about confidence, we are we're always confident, but we're never overconfident. Mm-hmm. We always do our work in terms of right. This is the game plan. We give every opponent the respect they deserve, and and Mickleover are going to be tough. There's a reason they were top of the league when we finished. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah John will have them well organised, so um, we will, we will, we will be trying our best to win the game. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but we we certainly go in um, with that confidence. I mean, going back to the point we were talking about earlier on, just remember, um, we came in after the I went home after the Mars game, and, and Charlene said, "Was oh, I? You must be disappointed with the result." No, no, not really. I'm glad we got beat. Because mm. now that goes in. If we if we'd have won the Mars game, won the Gateshead game, we've we've won all the games in pre season. Um, you kind of go in with that slight little bit of complacency. I think that little okay, lads, we're not quite yeah. where we need to be. Yeah, yeah, we're still not where we need to be. By the way, um, mm-hmm. we will always be saying to the lads, we need to make improvements. We can go and win a game six seven nil this this year, and we will still come in mm-hmm. on the Monday or the Wednesday and say, right, lads, we can still do this better. We'll never ever crack this game, you know. Always go back and tell the lads, you know, when you 
you hear about um Sir Bobby Robson when he was in his his um, late seventies early eighties, he might have been and he's he's saying, Look, I'm I'm still learning about the game. Yeah. If it's good enough for Bobby Robson, it's good enough for us. Hi. Yeah. Absolutely. But just building on your point, John, about the excitement from the player side, the fans just can't wait for it to happen. Especially now the restrictions have been loosened a little bit. You're gonna get some the fans but I'm sure the fans are gonna be packed in there on Saturday. Make for a massively really good atmosphere. And would we're all really looking forward to kind of getting back together, aren't we? Oh, that's yeah. going to be great. And watching. The uh, thing is, I'm not drinking. Well, you know, <laughs> that's your fault. <laughs> you actually see the game then, probably. Yeah, that's the first to watch the bloody highlights on a Sunday to remind me. That's the first time I've ever heard you say that. <laughs> you normally say, "Oh, I'm going to calm down and then come back with a uh, red pint. wine." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm off the grog till September. So, but um, I mean. Lads, thanks very much for taking time to, to join us. It's great to sit around the table with just people. Yeah. You know, after sitting in front of bloody computers for an 18 months doing Zoom and Teams and things like that, um, just being able to sit around and have a big crack um, certainly cheered me up no end. So thanks very much for taking time out of your schedules. Ronnie, it's great to see you. I haven't seen you for ages. Nah. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're not drinking, because you're training. <laughs> <laughs> I have been drinking, but I'm, I'm having four weeks off. Um, and look, we wish you all the very, very best. And I'm sure I can speak for every single fan. Yeah. You might get the odd one that might think differently because they've got their own ideas. But honestly, on behalf of all the fans, all the very best to you. We wish you every, every piece of good luck and fortune. And who knows, this time next year, we'll hopefully be preparing for something in a different division. That's the that's the goal. That's the aim. As always, promotions the the number one um, thing that we're after, and obviously, hopefully, we can have a good cup run or two. But yeah. it is. It's uh, as always all about the league, and you know we're tasked with um, with getting this football club to another stage ahead where it deserves to be. We we know the the history. We should have been up into the next level, but we're not due to circumstances. But we'll be given everything we've got to get there. Thank you, Graham, John, and Ronnie. Thanks very much. And for myself, Chris, thank you everybody for taking the time to listen in. We hope you've enjoyed um, what I say is the very first episode of the Mariners podcast, part two, really, because of what's gone on over the last 18 months. We hope you've enjoyed it. And all being well, we'll be round tables again every month to talk about stuff on the pitch. So from Graham, John, Ronnie and myself, thanks for listening. We'll see you soon down at the ground. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this Mariners podcast. There'll be another one along soon before you can see it. John Shaw.